lovely ladies. I hope you're all having a wonderful night. And I would also like to welcome you to Table Talk with Goddess Munnan. I decided to start this podcast because I got a lot, of, a lot of downloads on a daily. And at times, Spirit is urging me to give you ladies these messages. So we can all do the work at a global scale. I also like to pass down these messages just as I'm getting them, just because at times I can forget certain things since everything is coming at such a rapid succession. So that's another reason why I decided to start a podcast because as I'm getting these downloads, I'm able to record everything and then pass it on down to you guys. Um, As always, I remind people that shadow work is an individual journey. And what I discuss is from my own experience and from my path work. And although I am sharing these messages with you and also these tips and things that work for me, I still encourage you all to continue doing the shadow work individually, continue putting in the time and that effort and really, really taking the time to listen to spirit and self and your higher self as well as the messages that um any of your spirit guides have for you so i do encourage you to also do the research because a lot of what i'm going to be speaking of in table talk is um of course it's going to be mainly discussions of the feminine how to embrace your feminine energy and also reclaim your feminine energy. But through some history lessons, this opportunity is going to give you the time to heal your perspective of the feminine, which is something that Spirit told me two weeks ago. And um, as I sat with that message, I started to overstand what spirit was telling me so i hope this podcast and my own personal experiences as i share it with you really motivates you to embrace and reclaim your feminine energy and your power so tune in for the next episode um where i will be discussing um how the current state of the feminine right now is a result and a product of the masculine so thank you all for tuning in tonight and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode welcome to table talk with goddess Manin. i hope you're all having a lovely night tonight Um, In this segment, I want to talk about the role of the feminine. There has been a lot of misconception about what the role of a woman is in society or modern day society. And I would say that from a spiritual standpoint, The role of the feminine 
is to advise and guide. To advise and guide and teach from a place of love, understanding, patience, empathy, compassion, and all those beautiful things. The role of the feminine is to shift and steer, create, birth, and also end things. So, if you really look at it from an energetic standpoint, the role of the feminine is to create. Now, we're not talking about materialistic creation. I am talking about manifestation, bringing things into fruitation. Being able to tap into the energy of the creator and whatever it is that you envision, set forth an intention and bring it to life. That is the role of the feminine. That is why there's a lot of sayings that say, build a wife a home. I mean, build, <laughs> build a wife a house and she will make it a home. And that is because we are creatively the ones that shift transmute energy when you walk into a room if you are in your feminine energy if you walk into a room and you're exuding that energy naturally with confidence you would quickly see that a lot of men shift their attention to you so that's what I mean about the feminine holds a lot of power it's just that with time she has forgotten because she has been too busy worrying about what the masculine perceives what the feminine should be. If you pay close attention at ancient times, women in places like Egypt were allowed to tap into the raw feminine energy and express it and they were not looked down upon they were not constricted or tried to be controlled and yet these women weren't as chaotic as they are now they were actually pretty balanced because they were allowed to explore the energies that be within in order to balance those energies out Unfortunately, ladies in today's society, when they are trying to 
tap into that energy, even with their spouses, um, are quickly called masculine or stepping into their masculinity as if sexuality or anything sexual and expression of sexuality has anything to do with masculine energy. So, because of that, the feminine has grown somewhat frustrated, or not frustrated, but when you put too much pressure on something, eventually, it explodes, right? So, that is the current state that the feminine is in. She is at a state of explosion. So again, to step into one's proper role as someone, to put it so lightly, is to understand the power of that energy because the masculine has taken so much time to tell the feminine how she should represent herself as opposed to giving her the room that she needs to explore herself so that she has better control over these energies. The masculine continues to want to constrict the feminine. And it's no wonder why she is so frustrated. Now, it's not to say that the feminine in the state that she is now is her natural state because it is not. Either way, when the feminine is in her natural state, out of respect, she listens to the leadership of the masculine. It is rather a respect thing of energies. It's like two gods understanding the power of one another and saying, I shall let you lead where you are most strongest and wherever there are weaknesses, I shall take the reins and I shall lead. That is what teamwork is all about. But... I don't understand how men want strong women, but yet when they are expressing that strength, it becomes a problem. And it's been a problem for centuries. <clears throat> um, anytime the feminine threatened to get any point of power where it lasted, the masculine found a way 
to stop it from happening. So again, I say that as the Bible so beautifully puts it, the wife of any man, quote unquote, the helper, is really a spiritual guide and advisor to the masculine because See, both God, gods, and goddesses can't come or submerge from the same plane. They just can't. Energetically, they can't. Right? One has to master the below, and the other has to master the above. Or you could say the yin and the yang, however you want to put it. But as above truly means the feminine. As above comes the daughters of the great God of the great mother, which are born or birth from the stars as above. So below. Below is the masculine. Below are where the gods reside. Below is where gods are birth, right? As above, so below. In order to gain balance, right? Because once one masters one, they have to kind of reverse in order to master the other. However, the feminine is the guide and the advisor to the gods here so they can navigate on this plane without tripping and falling, if you can so lightly put it. Right? So advisors guides that's what the feminine is that's the role of the feminine she's also a leader in her right i mean remember the masculine can't really tell the feminine how to be feminine unless the masculine is the feminine So, sorry, all the masculine can do is teach and guide the feminine on how to control and contain chaotic energy within. That is his role. To steer her in the direction. Because as she, as the representatives and the physical, as we women start to discover ourselves or rediscover ourselves, and rediscovering is really discovering the real you. 
as we begin to rediscover ourselves, we start to have this um, inner battle, this inner push and pull. That push and pull, that inner battle, that need to calibrate and balance yourself out is what causes a temporary lapse of chaos or depression. It's almost like a state of psychosis because it's an identity battle. Your authentic self and the mask that you put on are out of battle. This is where the shadow work comes in. So as you're recalibrating, rebalancing yourself, you're, you're in a fight, you're in a battle. You go through that chaotic period, psychosis period, depression period, which is really the battles of the energies. The role of the masculine is during this time of chaos, because he understands chaos, is to gently guide the feminine and help her navigate through that chaos and teach her how to contain it. In retrospect, the feminine is here to teach the masculine how to be more emotionally intelligent, how to control emotions, how to see, not control emotions, but see things from a perspective of love and not a perspective of chaos. That's where the guidance is, the serving and all this other things all this jazz goes into so when we see terms like as above so below yin and yang um born from the stars birth from the stars and gods were born here on this on this realm is all talking about the energies and the roles they play and where they come from and how each serves the other for complete harmony and balance. It's really not that hard, but it is hard because, of course, society has this agenda of what we should act and look like all of us as a collective but that is the role of the feminine this will be a good standing how can I say a good talking point because Rarely do we see um, anyone really talk about the roles of the feminine and how spirituality, um, spiritual purification and all that stuff plays a huge role in um, just spiritual modesty. So um, on my next segment, I will start discussing the role of priestesses in Egypt. 
and what they actually did as opposed to what was written by men about what she did and how and what her uses were so that is it for tonight and i will see you guys later thank you good morning and welcome to table talk with goddess Munin. I hope everybody is having a wonderful morning today. And I was actually supposed to do this segment yesterday, but I did have to sit a little bit with this. Um, and I want to warn before anyone continues listening on, this is going to be a spoiler alert. Um, but I'm pretty sure by this time, many of whom watch the show Handsman Hat, Hands Maid's Tale. Those who have watched it um, already past season one. So most of what I'm going to discuss today is about season one, but also pertaining to the feminine and the future of the feminine or the future of women. Um, if we don't wake up. Now, um... Doing research and digging deeper into the roles of women in ancient times, how colonization along with Christianity, Judaism, and um, also Western society um, beforehand, a lot of tribes and nations didn't really focus too much on gender roles. They didn't put too much emphasis on gender roles. As we do now in modern times. And we continue having this fight back and forth of what the proper roles of a woman should be or is. Um, and of course... Every um, narrative, every um, comparison, or when it's being discussed, you know, the morals, the moral and the um, values that encompasses that um, perception is usually the Bible. So it really, really stems from Christianity. This whole, a woman's place is at home taking care of the children, cooking, cleaning, um, doing household work and upkeeping the home while the husband is a protector and goes out and does what he needs to do to protect and provide. You know, that's basically what the roles are being discussed. Um, in the Bible. So, even occultists, and I'll say more, well, not those that have been spiritualists and occultists for a long time, but those that I would say are still within the year and six year mark, around that mark, they still have 
a bit of a struggle with healing that perception of the masculine and the feminine or what the roles are or just overall how each one should be and the order of each. I've been taking um, a look, a deep look at European kingdoms or what I would call your um, British, your Spaniard and those kingdoms, which I would say I was looking at the act. I was making a comparison between kingdoms that colonize and kingdoms and nations before they were colonized. So my main focus right now is Egyptian. But in this segment, I'm going to shift the, the attention to European kingdoms because this coincides a lot with what I seen or what I was watching yesterday um, the first season of A Handmaid's Tale and how in the past we were almost that close to being there if we weren't um, if we weren't careful <clears throat> Excuse me. So in the handsmaid's tale, what has happened is there has been a plague where it has targeted fertility in women. So not a lot of women can have children. It is a small percentage of women that can have children. Now it shows you clips of the past where in the show where um, the main character protagonist I'm sorry the main character <laughs> well he could be but the main character which is you could say he is almost the one that kind of creates the structure and foundation and plans everything so all of this can take shape and form and it can be executed. Um, so these men, along with the main um, main character, um, and I have to get names later because I was just really focusing on the story, not so much on whose name is who. But you will see him a lot because his wife, they're mostly always known. They're always um, always showing them their house. The um, the woman who's narrating the story, she lives with them, basically. Um, so she's basically their surrogate. But, yes, so women are plagued. It's a small percentage of women who can have children. So this group of elite men devise a plan in which 
the small percentage of women that are fertile, they basically force them to become surrogates to the men or to the men's wives who cannot have children. So they're basically incubators. Um, and that's basically the, the, the plot of everything. Now, <clears throat> the way they execute this plan is by using Christianity to sort of justify the fact that they are forcing women to have children. So not only are they forcing them to have children for these elite men and their wives, they basically have these women <clears throat> under control and watch 24-7, seven days out of the week. So for 365 days rotation, these women are under basically lock and key. So they're watched. They um, partner. They have partners or a basically a partner who walks with them everywhere. You will see all of these men, army, um, military men with guns posted everywhere. Um, basically, these women who are surrogates have no rights. The only right they have is the right to bear children. And that is it. To bear children cook and clean for the elite's wives and things of that nature. The elite's wives, they kind of, you know, delegate everything in the household and so forth. And the husband, he delegates everything outside of the household, which will be the business, um, making sure everything is in order um, and stuff like that. Now, If we look at modern time, if we look at today, right, and we kind of take a look at what's going on, this, this war between the feminine and the, or the masculine energies, which also represents us, the physical, we represent the energy. So it's a war between us. So... What I did, because there's a lot of talk about birth rate declines. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't put race in it. But, I mean, I am all for honesty and triggering and showing people what's really going on. Because we are so, especially the minorities, the, the ones that are not the 1%, we are really, 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 really focused on what is now this gender war, this gender, this gender um, battle. Everybody is focused on that, but it's primarily the minorities. You don't see too many 
of the elites or the one percent even the the five percent really caring about gender roles or gender war or gender this or gender anything because and i would say this one they have the privilege whether it's a man or woman they have full privilege and full advantage of whatever. So if right now something like Handmaid's Tale was to happen, the elite's wives are not going to really suffer. It will be the minority's wives and girlfriends and daughters and sisters and mothers and fiancés and grandmothers who are going to suffer. It is not the elites, the men who are going to suffer because again, they have the privilege and the luxury. It is going to be the minority, those men who are going to suffer, just like Handsmaid's Tale. Because if you look at the first season of Handsmaid's Tale, all the men who do not fall in line with the The community the elites had created, they execute them. And not only do they execute them, they display it for others, both men and women, who are not the one person, who are not the elite. They display them, you know, to so they could as as so they could see, hey, listen, if you go against the gr the, the grain or the rules, this is what could happen to you. Not only that, it seems like if you look at the, the series, social class wise, you have your, you have your um, low class, you have your middle class, and then you have the upper class, right? Or what we would consider the elites. So the lower class women are considered the ones who are fertile, right? No, that's not right. Sorry. Are considered the ones who are, yes, are considered fertile, but they are rebellious. So these women, although they have this gift of being able to bear children, because of their rebelliousness, um, that puts them at the bottom of the totem pole for the, for the, I'm talking about the group of women who can have children. It puts them at the bottom. So they usually don't, um, they're not, they don't become surrogates. Although they can have children, they don't become surrogates. What they do is that they send them out, um, to do labor work and things like that until they can't anymore. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I do have to drink my coffee in the morning. But, like I was saying, um, so that puts them at the bottom of the totem pole. A bottom At the bottom of the food chain. <laughs> um, then you have your middle class women. I mean, your yes, your middle class women. These are the ones who are fertile and fall in line. Because they know their life depends on it. 
So although they um, follow the rules, you know, you can see it throughout the, the, the episodes, their um, mental health starts to deteriorate. A lot of them start to go, some of them have psychosis, um, sorry, psychotic episodes. Some of them have suicidal thoughts. Some of them um, just lose it, basically, because they are under so much pressure and being placed in a position where they're being forced to be something that they're not, do something that they're not comfortable with, that starts to, um, whatever it is that they're feeling internally, it starts to manifest um, on the physical. And we see a lot of that now with women um, who are not allowed and given the chance to really um, explore themselves and discover their femininity, rediscover their femininity, because... Um, when you do any type of spiritual work, true spiritual work, we're not talking about religion. Anytime you do any type of spiritual work and you are really going within and you are really doing the work to let go of certain behaviors or things that don't align with you, with your divine purpose. So through shadow work, as you're you're doing this, you are healing your perception because before your perception was always through the eyes of anyone you were with. Now, when you're healing the perception as a whole and you're doing the shadow work, healing your perception means now you are stepping away from searching for validation of self from outside sources and now you're searching for those answers within yourself so this is where the rediscovery of self comes in because now you are no longer looking towards the outside but you're looking towards that validation that love that compassion, that forgiveness, all of those things, you're looking at it within. But when a woman is not allowed to rediscover herself and see herself through the eyes of self as opposed to the eyes of others, that pressure, that enclosure or enclosedness, I don't even know if that's a word, that enclosed, that, that, Placing yourself in that box so tightly ha starts to have a mental toll. Um, I'm sorry, not mental, a psychological toll on you. Um, and the tighter that constriction becomes, the more self fights to um, break out of that box, break out of that constriction. So that's where that... Um, that when you start to have that battle within, it really starts to interpret as depression or bipolar disorder or um, personality disorder because you are not giving the individual the space to really learn self. So 
that is what you see in the um, series. You start to see a lot of these women go through these things, go through this psychosis because you have to remember they were once how we are now. They had rights. They had um, they had the right to to basically they have freedom. They have. You can almost say they had equality with men, right? But even with that equality, it's like they uh, were still complaining about the men. We're still complaining about the, the order of things. So now that they're no longer, they don't have that freedom, they don't have those rights, now they're just considered basically not even human, what saves them from being really what saves them from from really 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 getting killed in the show is the fact that they can have children because if they couldn't have children they would not they would be useless they wouldn't be seen as a gift. And even as being seen as a gift, you see throughout the show, they get abused all the time. Physically, mentally, um, emotionally, all those things. Because the, 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 the vessel, you know what I'm saying? It, the vessel, it doesn't matter. The flesh doesn't matter. What matters is what they can provide. Which is children. So. These women. All that freedom is taken away from them. And now they're in this box. And. They're not used to it. You know what I'm saying? They're not used to that. Um, constriction. So a lot of them do start having. Psychotic episodes. So then you have your upper class women. And I'm not talking about the elite women. I'm talking about the upper class women. The upper class women, you will see them. They are the the disciplinary of the elite women. So whenever there has to be punishment um, making sure that the women, you know, do what they need to do. The jobs are, are ran correctly. I mean, are done right. Everybody is in order. These are, if you look at these women in the show, they are dressed in brown, um, robes and, and hats and, or bonnets. And they, um, basically are the ones that tell the fertile girls what to do. They're the military moms. That's what I'm, I'm going to call them, the military moms. They're the sergeants of, of the, <laughs> of the, of the women. So, you have those women. And then you have your elite women. Who primarily are 
you know, if you look at the show, you'll see. Um, so... As I'm watching the show, I continue to look at the show. Because I will be so honest, this show really rubbed me the wrong way. I could not. I've attempted to watch this show, this series on Hulu. I don't know how many times. I think I've tried watching it. This would be my fifth time or my fourth or fifth time. Because I could not sit through the, the first episode. Like, that's how, that's how angry and frustrated and sad the show made me. That I could not sit, every time I tried sitting there to watch the show, that first episode where they're showing, um, where they're showing the part where she goes in the room and it's, um, the, the wife, the, the young lady or the woman that's fertile, then you see, um, one of the maids that she, uh, she's usually the cook, and then you see the driver, and then everybody, like, they go, they stand up, they go into a room, and the husband comes in, and it's just, it was just, ugh, it was the most, I'm sorry, it, it was disgusting. Um, I think the reason why I was able to get through it this time was because I'm looking at it from a spiritual perspective, and... And I'm really using it as almost like sort of research for my shadow work. But, yeah, so, anywho, that's the reason why I couldn't watch the show. It's just, as a woman, I, like, it wasn't sitting well with me. Um, But I think the fact that I did some more healing in some areas that I needed to also allowed me to watch it um but yes so as I was watching it I'm thinking to myself we are at risk of being there like we are literally at risk of being there we have too many men sitting on this bandwagon of women need to do this Women need to do that. A woman's place is this. Um, When a man speaks, she should be quiet. She should shut her mouth. And I'm like, whoa. We are at risk of being there. See, in ancient times, in... um, um, in English, in English, um, or I'll say European kingdoms, their women, depending on their social status, had rights. Then, when some of the when they started to see that the women started to kind of have too much 
freedom were too much involved in um, what you would say um, man man's business um, were becoming too wealthy um, were even taking over businesses of their husbands um, and that's what gave them even more um, wealth and um, to the point where they had more wealth than some men when they started to see that they started to put restrictions they started to take certain things away um as far as a woman um freely getting being able to to um inherit land um it started to be okay they can't inherit the land the land has to go to the um firstborn son so little by little throughout history every time the woman started to climb a, a certain um financial and social ladder the man would knock her off off that step and say okay wait a minute you're getting a little bit too much freedom let's let's dial that back a little bit because you're getting a little bit too comfortable almost right and those freedoms were slowly taken away now we see ourselves here again women are starting to approach that same step in that ladder and now we're starting to see that one two three four five how many women you want to say are, are all starting to go in that in that same line following that same you know that same um step or that whatever that same line and now you have men again saying wait a minute they're getting too comfortable again it's time to knock them off that 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 step You know, so, and the same thing in Egypt. Before colonization in Egypt, women had rights. Yes, they were not um, looked, they were equal by law, but the men didn't see them as equal. But by law, they still had rights. They still could buy land. They still could hold estates. They were able to annul the um, marriages that ended up in, um, in full-blown divorces and if they felt like taking their property and their wealth with them the women would because that's the type of rights they had they had land they had wealth when they got married they brought that wealth and property with them and then when colonization came and they saw all these not just men but women having land having this having businesses you know what did they do first they acted as like their friends okay well you know let's let's get to know each other let's get to understand each other a little bit better then when they got they put their guard down okay how about we uh we change certain things here Oh, okay, yeah, I don't want to change it. Well, you know what? You have no choice because we're going to change it by force anyway. Oh, those women that have all that property, all that land, all that wealth, no longer theirs. It's going to go be distributed to the men. All those men that have all those wives, oh, yeah, take all those wives away. Now we're going to distribute their wives. If they can't, if, if there's too many women 
then they'll go to the to to our soldiers and they'll become wives to them and if you look at handsman's tale that happens all the women that were fertile and had husbands and had families were ripped away from their family and their husbands and if the husbands did not fall in line those husbands were executed Because, let's be honest, not everybody, men or woman, is going to fall in line with that type of ridiculousness. But there is a risk of it happening. Because, at the end of the day, the elite hold way more power than the rest of us. And that's why I keep telling people, people are like, oh yeah, you know, this, 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 this is a democracy they, they can't dare do this by law. Um, it's illegal. Law is just words on a piece of paper that is signed by people. You rip that piece of paper and it holds no weight. All these laws, all these legislations, all of this stuff, all of that, all you got to do is set fire to it and kaput. It does not exist anymore. And now new laws can be written. And a new order can be um, can be brought in. I really, really encourage. Because I know the women watch the show. But I truly encourage our men. I'm not talking about elite men. Because this, if this was to happen, this is not going to affect them in any shape or form. They're going to actually benefit off of it. It's the minority. It's the, that, that percent that is not with the elite. I encourage you all to really truly watch this show. Because I am telling you right now. And I'm going to give you something that is really, really going to open your eyes. And if you watch the show, it's going to make even more sense. But... So I was reading this article um, from national.org. I believe it's national.org. It's npr.org. And they're talking about the birth rates um, in the United States. And this is more of the 2020 reports. And it's saying that the birth rate fell by 4%. Now, that is an overall percentage. That includes all women. All women. But what really struck me is that although it said that the birth rate felt across all um, across all ethnicity origins, and that was according to the census, um, so the numbers can actually be lower. Because not everybody um, does the census, or it can be even higher. But according to the census, this was the number they have. So it says on NP, um, NPR.org, it says the provisional number of births declined by 4% for both white and black women. 4%. 3% for Hispanic women. 6% for American Indian and Alaskan Native women. And then the one that has the highest percentage is Asian American women. So, 
to be, to be, <laughs> to be, to be, and it's not to be funny, but to be honest, the highest is Asian American women. All right. If we look at Asian Americans, they fall under minorities. So if something like Handsmaid's Tale was to happen, they're at risk. American Indian Alaskan Native women, at risk. Hispanic women, definitely at risk. Definitely at risk. Now, Asian and American Alaskan women are have the highest percentage of, of, you know, the fall of the birth rate. So, now remember how I broke down class? You know, you have your low class, you have your middle class, you have your upper class of women... Because if we continue to look at these rates as years go by, and if they keep declining, 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 right, that percentage is going to go higher and higher and higher. So if you really think about it, between Asian American women and and, um, American Alaskan women, not a good good percentage of them are going to be fertile. Let's say if, if the scenario was to happen like Handsmaid's Tale, which there is a possibility. It can happen, all right? Because our birth rates are already going, are showing a decline. And that's a problem because somehow, some way, us humans are going to find a way to populate and procreate. Even if it's, and I'm sorry to say it, ladies and gentlemen, even if is it comes to it happening by force so those women their their fertility amongst how much women would be fertile would be very low hispanic women are at 3% so in this in the social status if something like that was to happen, I would say they would have a, a higher a higher rate of fertility if that was to happen. It would be a higher number of women. And then you have 4% for both white and black women. Now, we know that if something like that was to happen and we're looking at race, we can't look at gender because already we already know that the women are the ones that are going to be at risk. So we look at race. We're going to look at the demographic of age, which, by the way, older women in 2020 had a higher birth rate than younger women. And now I'll read that to you here. Hold on. Give me a second. Because it's in this, um, it's in this um, article as well. So, for women between the ages of 20 and 24 years old, the birth rate declined by 6%. The highest birth rate came from women between the ages of 30 and 34. Okay? Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, 30, 34 with 90, 94.8 births per 1,000 women, women. So, <clears throat> sorry. So it says these two age groups and the two age groups that they're talking about is the ones of the 20 to 24 and 30 and 34 between them combined. Um, they birth 1 million babies. It says uh, more than 1 million babies in 2020. <clears throat> Sorry. So. It seems that women who are what they call <laughs> in between the ages of their prime won't be having an issue with fertility. But because they won't be having such a huge issue with fertility higher numbers of women will be able to have children and thus they are at risk of becoming handmaids. <laughs> this is so crazy. Now, like I said, if you look at age, and we're talking about demographics, age, race, nationality, Um, in the nationality. So, between these two races, they'll probably have the same equal amount of women depending on how many are elites in these nationalities. Um, they'll have the same amount of women who'll be able to have children. But again, social class will have a huge, a huge role to play. So if you're not in that higher social class, you will fall below and you're at risk of being basically forced to become a surrogate. So I do encourage men to watch this show. Especially men who fall under um, the higher social class, white collar. And even those that do, I encourage all men to watch it, to be honest with you. But the ones that I encourage the most are the ones that fall under, who are minorities. Um, who have certain things stacked against them that makes mm -hmm. them minorities. Whether it's socially, whether it's ethnicity. Um, all of these things, I encourage you guys to watch these shows because I am going to be honest. If something like that was to ever happen, your sisters, mothers, wives, girlfriends, fiancés, grandmothers, um, they're all at risk. And I'm pretty sure that a good chunk of you are not going to fall in line with that because guess what? Your mothers, sisters, daughters, etc., 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 they're not going to be birthing children for you. They're going to be birthing children for the elites. This means that your wives will be forced to have children for another man. That is. So imagine if you've been married 20 something years, you have. 
such and such amount of children, let's say three, two children, um, two of which or one of which is a girl, your wife and your daughter will be taken away. You will probably never see them again, especially if you don't fall in line. But even if you fall in line, you probably won't ever see them again. And not only that, your wife gets partnered with a elite family or elite couple. And your wife has to basically sleep with this man so she can have children for this couple. And no one is going to blink an eye. And even if they do, they're not going to because they're going to fear for their life. And then on top of that, Christianity is going to be shoved down their throat. The reason why I started talking about this show also is because of this. While we are here battling and going back and forth about this whole gender situation... And it's mainly minorities that are doing it. The elites continue just watching. And watching. And watching. They they put all these little... And hey, call me a conspiracist if you want. But as I continue watching the world and things unfold. It shows me more and more that there's just a group of people who have power. They sit... At most of the meetings, they help write most of these freaking laws and legislations. And they're sitting and just watching us. Watching us go at it. And as they see how easy it is to manipulate our minds, even those who are so-called woke. Even their minds are so easily manipulated. And they see this. And as they're seeing this and we're here going back and forth, they're just writing up, they're just writing it up, taking notes. Huh. Okay, this does it for them. This causes more separation. This causes more separation. Until it becomes to the point where, okay, well, you know what? We're done with you guys always yelling at each other, arguing each other. We're going to make this even easier for you. How about you do everything we say you have to do? How about we give you the direction and the path? That's this way y'all no longer are running around like chickens with our head cut off. We'll be your guide. And we'll tell you what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And if you don't like it, oh well too bad. You had enough time to, to prove to yourself that you can have some type of order. But we're literally over it. Like, that's how it's going to be. That's, that's how it's going to get. Because eventually, the ones that are at, at the... Let's think of, the, of this as an animal kingdom. Eventually, the predator is going to get tired of playing with its prey. And it's just going to eat it. Like, I'm so serious. And that's what's going to happen to us. Because we are literally pawns. We are pawns in this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are literally pawns in this game. And they're sitting at the table and just sacrificing all of us. 
And we're just sitting there and letting it happen because we're too damn focused on the wrong things. We're too focused on what they tell us is appropriate and right. And then here we are, they're telling they're telling the heads this is what you should do with your family and your women and how you should go about handling business. And then the head tells the body, "Well, you know what? I think they're right." Cuz look at them. But what are we really looking at? Look at them. Look at the chaos. No structure. Everything is money, 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 money. But in the actual household, they don't run their own houses. They don't. Y'all really need to watch this show. I am going to continue watching it. And furthermore, I'm going to continue dissecting it because I see, I truly see the feminine. And I am going to tell you what, ladies. Focus on you. Don't focus on this gender stuff. Don't focus on any of that because I swear that is a just that is the biggest distraction ever. And it continues to divide our homes. So at some point, someone is going to have to take the lead and continue walking until they get to the to the um to the end zone. We can't all walk to the end zone if we're all yelling at each other and trying to be all chiefs. So at some point we have to be our individual chiefs for right now. For right now. Because those that are the heads are completely, completely distracted. Remember, we are the helpers, we are the advisors, and we are the guides. Do not allow our tribes to be misled so ladies my advice to you is this continue doing the inner work if you have to go to therapy go to therapy don't don't avoid it because it's taboo okay the 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 richest people in the world have freaking life coaches all right so if you need to go get therapy, get therapy. Work on yourself. Work on bettering yourself so you can be a better leader in your own right to the women of your tribe. And continue moving towards building for unity. Don't worry about all the damn distractions. Stay focused. Stay focused all right forget about what the images are supposed to be that society tells you what your wealth is supposed to look like what family is supposed to look like prosperity all that forget about it look for those answers within yourself that is what i encourage my ladies to do Focus on you. Focus on you and your spirituality and your shadow work. 
Because when the time comes, because there is going to come a time where there's going to come a time where there has to be sides picked. We have to make sure that when those sides are that 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 huge divide really comes. That we are standing in our power fully and completely. And not only in our power fully and completely, but we are sitting fully and complete in it, but we are sitting in it united. And it's really hard to knock down a wall when there is, when it's super thick. So that's going to be my segment. That's going to be all for today. I will continue touching bases on this show and just how I in, I'm seeing things. Um, I really, really, really say, and I say it over and over again. These people get it very, very upside down and twisted. Yes. In numbers, we are stronger. Numbers are stronger. That is true. But our numbers mean nothing if we don't have armor on. Our first forces mean nothing if we don't have the proper tools and weapons to go to battle. Right now, the 1% has all the armor and the tools and the weapons. And they are going to soon enforce. And they're going to soon show themselves. Because they're seeing our weaknesses. And we continue exposing our weaknesses. And all it takes is either one phrase, one image to just to just trigger panic and survival mode in all of us and everybody every single one of us including occultists and spiritualists fall for that trap so again i will continue touching basis about this ladies 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 my feminine lovely ladies the representatives of all the goddesses, representatives of the Great Mother, representatives of the universal energy that is here. I encourage you to please do the work. I'm always available because I am going through my own shadow work. I'm always available if you need me. All you really have to do is um, contact me on Facebook. My Facebook um, group is Sister Tribe Goddesses, but however, I am going to change the name. So if by the time you search up Sister underscore Tribe underscore Goddesses, you will see that, um, I'm sorry, give me one second. If you see that um, on, if you don't see sister slash, I mean, underscore tribe, underscore goddesses, it will be 
shadow underscore oh my god i wrote it give me one second because i'm actually going to change the name um so sorry all right so all right so if you don't see it under sister underscore tribe underscore goddesses um search for it under shadow underscore tribe underscore order I am always available there. You can also um, contact me on Instagram. And my Instagram right now is divine underscore power underscore connection. If you need any help, any tips, anything, you can always reach out to me. Any advice um, as far as it comes to shadow work. I'm always available. Um, and also, if you can't contact me on those um, platforms, I'm so sorry, you can contact me at divine power connection at gmail.com. That is my business email. And I will try to get to you as soon as possible. So, thank you again. This is Goddess Munnan. And thank you for coming <laughs> to Table Talk. And I will see you guys real soon.